Hello, hello, and welcome to Non-Technical, where I, your host, Alexis Gay, interview influential folks from tech, media, business, and beyond about everything except their resumes. Today, we have Celine Hollywa, founder and CEO of Loyal, though she's done a lot of other super impressive, really interesting things prior to that, which admittedly, I'm not going to ask her that much about. Celine, thank you so much for being here. Excited to be here anytime. Oh my gosh, I'm excited to have you. Are you ready to dive in? So ready. Fantastic. All right, let's do it. This episode of Non-Technical is brought to you by Bets Connect, a recruiting platform unlike any other. Whether you're looking to hire the best go-to-market talent or looking for your next opportunity, Bets can help. Bets has spent more than a decade building relationships with the world's most innovative companies and professionals. And for the first time ever, you can access this network with Bets Connect. As the only go-to-market recruiting platform built by recruiters and powered by recruiters, Connect enables you to search through a network of vetted go-to-market professionals actively looking for their next opportunity and make better hires faster. In addition, Bets Connect clients the ROI within 90 days. Plus, if you're looking for your next big opportunity, you can join the Bets Network and get connected with the world's most innovative companies that are looking to hire go-to-market professionals like you. Learn more about hiring top talent or finding your next role at BetsRecruiting.com slash non-technical. Celine is the founder and CEO of Loyal. Loyal is developing drugs to extend dog lifespan, years of life, and health span, quality of life. Loyal was founded in October of 2019 and has raised $38 million to date. Celine previously spent two years at the Longevity Fund, which she joined after dropping out of her Oxford PhD. Celine, welcome to Non-Technical. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's such a pleasure to have you. I know you from the internet. Pretty exclusively. Yep, same. (laughs) This is so fun. We've never spoken before, and now it's all on the record. Perfect. That's the way I like it, honestly. Yeah, like to stay on the record. Keeps me honest. (laughs) So, Celine, something we were just talking about, though, is that you have a very cute husky. Yes, yes. Wolfie's right here. Oh, my God. Look at that pup. Some context for our listeners. I'm looking at the cutest white husky half asleep, lazy in a dog bed, looking truly like Wolfie's living their best life. Oh yeah. I mean, all my furniture basically exists for Wolfie. (laughs) It's it's his furniture. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. The only thing I get is this chair. That's your one chair. Well, I'm glad we let you have it for the recording so you can stay comfortable. Kind dictator. (laughs) Yes, exactly. A benevolent leader. So Celine, how did you spend your last day off? Oh, geez. <laughs> I loved that look that just came over your face. It was like, oh, <laughs> those? I actually did take Sunday fully off because we oh, had yeah. the most crazy week ever. Last Friday, we had our office warming party, which has been oh. a year and a half in the making. <gasps> wow. It was one of my first executive decisions at Loyal, by far my smartest one, was signing a two-year office lease on March 1st, 2020. Oh, girl. <laughs> oh, we hate to see it. We we hate to see it. Yeah. So that party had been delayed, I think, four times now. And it like really mirrored, I think, how we all felt at the pandemic. At first, I delayed mm-hmm. it like three weeks. I was like, oh, yeah. no, we're, we're just going to temporary lockdown. Oh and I was like, God. oh, six months, but don't worry. Like, it'll be over, you know, yep. before Q3 of 2020 that we had one right before the Delta variant. We canceled it again. Oh my God. Um, we just did it. And it was, it was so great. And I slept for like a day afterwards. Yes. Okay, great. Some things are worth the wait, like an yes. office warming party. Yes. <laughs> did you do any rituals to warm the office or anything like that? Do like sage smudging? We really should have done some pagan rituals. I think yeah. that would have been a fun, because we're a very like scientific organization. Obviously that yes. could have been a fun prank on the team. <laughs> If you showed up with just like bundles of sage and you're just like, okay, everyone, thank you so much for joining Loyal. And then you're just like, it's time to cleanse the energy in the room. Like candles all around, hold hands. Oh man. Missed opportunity. You know what? There's still time. There's always time to to sage. As I've famously said, I actually do love smudging, which is what it's called when you (laughs) burn sage to cleanse the energy. Not because I'm a person that is of those beliefs necessarily, but sage smells amazing and it feels good. It does smell really good. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you're available after this podcast, you can go smudge my office. I can go smudge the office. That sounds great. They're like, who is that girl? I really don't mind her. She just, she likes the smell of sage. The other floors were occupied by startups that I'm pretty sure died. So there's okay. definitely some spirits in there. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. We need to cleanse that energy. 
You want only <laughs> vibrant, innovative energy. Okay, wait, new business idea. It's like sage smudging for deceased startups. And I go in and I sage the office space so that whichever startup comes in next has a higher likelihood of IPO. Honestly, that's a huge TAM. Wait, that's massive. And also, I think that I would do it only for equity. Like, I don't accept cash, equity only. There you go. I mean, it's okay. an investment in its own right. You heard it here first, everybody. I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> Stage for equity only though. Have you ever been known as the something person? Like this could be the drama girl in high school or something in college or from your program or at work. I'm definitely the dog lady now. The dog lady. <laughs> okay. Tell me what that means to you or what it means to other people when they say you're the dog lady. Oh, does people know me as like the dog longevity? Because dog longevity is such like a comical phrase. I was actually sure. embarrassed to say it for the first like six months or so of working on loyal. It's like, what are you working on? Yeah. Uh, dog. Yeah, I'm just saying right? dogs. Yeah. Bio. Yeah. That is the thing. People will be like, oh, you're sweet. The dog girl. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, the dog girl. <laughs> Do you have you embraced that now? Are you like, yes, I am. I've totally embraced it. Honestly, I think it's absolutely hilarious. Yes. <laughs> of all the things, it's better to be known for that than like, I don't know, I'm the B2B SAS girl. Like, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Everybody loves dogs. Who doesn't Everyone love dogs? Loves dogs. Yes. I get a lot of dog photos every single day. When I tell people about Loyal, they immediately show me a photo of their dog every time without fail. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's cute. Have you ever seen a dog that you didn't think was cute and you had to lie and say it was cute? Ooh, I, I can't answer that question. My PR rep won't, won't allow it. <laughs> I kind of can't believe I asked it. I asked because the truth is that I love dogs, but sometimes I see a dog and I'm just like, it's fine. Like I've yep. never disliked a dog, but I have sometimes not been enthusiastic. I have to admit, I really like dogs of the wolfy character who are really chill, who just okay. hang out, who are cuddly. They're like, ah, like golden mm -hmm. doodle psycho yeah, dogs. Yeah, that's a lot. They're cute and I appreciate them. Not my, my lifestyle. That's accepting and, and open-hearted of you. So Celine, okay, tell me this. Is there anything that your family did growing up that at the time you thought was normal and then later you realized was kind of strange? <laughs> Background context is I'm, so I'm first gen. My mom's Moroccan. My dad's German. My parents are exceedingly not American. Oh, really? Hilariously not American. Okay, what does that mean? <laughs> like my dad, uh, my friends could never understand him growing up. Oh, really? Because I had no idea what he was saying. He was sehr deutsch. And then my mom, she moved to America, I think in her twenties, but she never mm. really like was in this like little Moroccan bubble. Oh, in the States. Yeah. And I think it's like never really like truly got the like American way. Okay. How did the two of them meet? Morocco and Germany are kind of far from one another. Quite far uh, and quite culturally different. Yeah. So my mom had me at like 44. Wow. Okay. Oh, my mom was older too, actually. My mom was 39. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. Back then they were like, your daughter's definitely just like not going to come out. Yeah, for sure. Yep. I'm the product of basically a one night stand and <gasps> they met at the first Whole Foods in Austin. Wait, what? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like by the bulk bins, by the hot bar, like what was their first meeting? Like at the first ever Whole Foods in Austin. Oh, Alexis, this is like pre hot bar. This is like, uh, my mom was actually quite into like sage and selling like supplements mm -hmm. and things like that. She's like this little four foot 10, like dark Moroccan lady. Okay. And she was trying to put up this flyer. And uh -huh. she was too short to like open the door to put the oh flyer in. And my dad, who was like six foot two tall, oh my long haired German dude, was like, oh, can I help you? And like opened it for her. Oh my God. The rest is history. I can't believe that. <laughs> I mean, I can't. That's like the most romantic story I've ever heard in my life. Is there a movie about them? There should be. There should be. Honestly, I think I should get lifetime discounts at Whole Foods. You definitely should. Has anyone ever told Whole Foods that that's how they met? I think we should tell them. Do you think Jeff? Care. I can only assume that Jeff listens to the pod. So Jeff, there's a great story for you about Whole Foods. <laughs> also, Jeff, I'm it. working on longevity drugs. Yeah. Also, <laughs> also, side note, Jeff, Celine has something she wants to talk to you about. I'll just text him. Okay. Later. I'll be like, okay, what's cool. up, Jay? Look, Thanks. we have an idea. Wow. Okay. That is an incredible story. So they met because your mom was too short to reach something. And then your, your tall German father came in and helped her out. And then now... They have you. They had me. Yeah. I'm pretty sure my mom thought she couldn't even have kids. And then there I came. Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs>
Wow. I love that story so much. Okay. So the question that I'd initially asked was, was there anything your family did when you were growing up that looking back while you thought it was normal at the time you later realized was sort of strange. And you were saying that your parents feel hilariously un-American to you. So at the time, were there things that they were doing that you thought every family did that you later realized they didn't? So I sometimes have an accent that will come out a little bit of this because we're doing like a podcast and yeah. I get it really strongly when I'm giving a talk. Oh, really? But I have like a, like a sporadic accent. Which side? German? Moroccan? I think it's like somewhat German. I grew up in like Austin suburbs back when Austin was like not, not the cool, like yeah. I'm moving to Austin Twitter thing. It was just like yeah. Texas. <laughs> this is just Texas. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And they put me in speech therapy for, I think like two years. When you were little? When I was little. Cause I talked really fast, really, really fast, like way faster than now. But then I also said my TH is like D's, which is how you do it in German. So I'd be like, the dog, the cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing that still comes out. And then I also can't ever get metaphors correct. Like every single really? like, metaphor model in my head is wrong. It's like actually really? at Loyal. Yeah. Yeah. What's an example? Like what? I can't, have I can't you... do it on the spot. It's just like a thing. It'll. I'll be like, oh, this is clearly how the metaphor works. And it's just like clearly been translated incorrectly. And I learned it from my dad and I don't yeah. realize until I do it in the moment in the middle of an all hands or something. <laughs> Will you try to give a metaphor and then you realize, oh no, this does not compute. Or if someone tries to hit you with a metaphor, are you like, I have no idea what you just said. I can understand the metaphor. It's more of like okay. the ones that I'll throw out are often yeah. either like mixes, like Frankenstein metaphors oh or God, they don't actually like translate. Yeah. Cause my dad just directly translates German metaphors to English. And that's how I learned them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you speak German? With an American accent, but yes. <laughs> German with an American accent, but English with a mild German accent. I That's don't speak good. any language correctly. It's quite no. unfortunate. <laughs> well, but you speak it your own way, which is beautiful in its own right. Just like we appreciate all dogs, we appreciate all <laughs> forms of the English language. <laughs> Given that you said that metaphors are sometimes coming out a little mixed up, do you have a catchphrase or any other words or phrases that you or other people feel are specific to you? Like something you say a lot? I say living the dream. Living the dream. What do you mean when you say that? That's mostly my like sarcastic deferral of actually answering any prodding question about yes. myself. Yes. Same. <laughs> but it's also true. Yes. Um, Same. So it works. You can't really give me crap for it. Like I, I get them on the logistics. It's like, well, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. <laughs> I am living the dream. I just don't want to tell you how I'm feeling emotionally. <laughs> so we all win. <laughs> how are you feeling emotionally? Dead. When people ask me how I'm doing, how close we are will determine the answer. I'll be totally honest about that. Because sometimes it's just easier to say, good. And then you move on. And then we get to have a normal interaction. <laughs> Even yeah. if I'm sometimes not good, if we're close though, I'll say, oh, I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> Things are not going well. <laughs> this is a funny thing I've learned about startups. I, I don't, I mm. think this is a ubiquitous experience. I don't really know. I'm like very flat affect now. Really? Do you feel that that's changed since you joined the startup world? Yeah. I don't really? get like high highs and I don't get low lows. I'm just sort of like, <laughs> to everything. <laughs> wow. Okay. So a little bit numb. Um, and this is since you started your company or just since joining the tech scene in general? Since I started my company. Well, I will say that part of starting a company and part of being in tech, there are so many high highs and low lows that sometimes leveling out can be a way to cope with them. Yeah. Like it's not all that bad and it's not all that good. So it's fine. <laughs> I think it's great. It's very useful. Yeah. Although I have been accused by men I am dating that yeah. I am unapproachable, incomprehensible, <laughs> <laughs> unreadable. <laughs> Not to be great. Like, yeah, that tracks. And you said, yeah, uh-huh. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the feedback. Thank you I'll for the feedback. Yeah, exactly. I said that to my dad last night because I, I just moved into a new place and I bought two chairs because I don't need four chairs right now. Right now I'm in like emergency furnishing mode. I'm like, I just need some furniture to get me through the day. I'm going to buy two chairs. And he said, I think you need four chairs. And I said, thank you for the feedback. It will be taken <laughs> under consideration. You know, it's a really good line. It's actually the line we use was the FDA. So that's really kind of a stamp of approval, federal government mandated. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's so funny that guys that you date give you that feedback. What do you usually say? Do you usually just say like, yep, thank you. I'm just like, I'm not going to change it. Yeah. 
actually the filter has gotten really effective hmm. since I started loyal because now it's either like they can't handle it and they like freak out. A few weeks ago I had this dude who just like nailed me on my tweets like while <gasps> we were on a date. <gasps> And he was like, I think you like performatively work hard. I was like, no, no, no. I oh. actually work hard. <laughs> Wait, also, okay, I'm sorry. I would have left. Who said that? That is terrible. <laughs> I think you performatively work hard. Oh my God. I hope that guy listens to the podcast. <laughs> Probably will. No, it's because I tweet something about drinking a 10 p.m. coffee. And I was like, dude, dude. <laughs> I hate that so much. But then you get the other end who love mm. it, right? And so it's like, mm. it's, it's a great filter. The other end, meaning who love how straightforward you are? Well, then there's the other, other end who are way too into it. And you also have to avoid those. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you can't like me too much. Here's the deal. There's a perfect amount of liking and I will accept that amount of liking and I will be accepting no further questions. If you followed me on Twitter for longer than six months, we can't date. I have definitely, when I've met people like covertly gone and then like check to see if they followed me on Twitter. Oh my God. So funny. And if they do, it's like, I won't say it's like dead in the water, but it's like negative yeah. signal. Well, I'll be honest. One of the things that stresses me out sometimes about meeting people in real life who know me and from my work online, you and I are in different situations where I'm a comedian and a podcaster. So my goal is for people to see my work on the internet. I want them to feel joy and be entertained. And I want to do that for as many people as possible. So I love and appreciate the fact that anyone listens. But the problem that it sets up for me is that I sometimes worry I will be, I won't live up to the person that they think there is <laughs> yeah. online. I'm like, I'm funny, but when we talk in real life, it's going to be a pretty normal conversation, okay? You're going to get exactly <laughs> the amount of jokes that I have available, which as we establish is sometimes perhaps not that many. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I usually am asked to give like sporadic advice on mm. their or their dog's longevity. <gasps> like, look at my dog. How long is the dog going to live? <laughs> or how old do you think my dog is? Or what should I do to extend my dog's lifespan right now? Or like oh. other like cut questions. And, and oh, like, no. I, there's so many reasons I can't answer this. Yeah. And then they have like this look of disappointment. Like, oh, like, are you not real? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you a fraud? Are you just performatively working hard? I hate that guy. Sorry to that guy, but <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> okay, Celine, is there a fad, and this could be something fashion, workout, cultural, whatever, that you look back on participating in that now makes you a little cringy? Oh, I was a scene girl in high school. <gasps> Tell me everything. Okay, so I know what I think being seen means. Tell me what that meant to you. I guess I would have been like middle or high school. I don't know, however many years ago mm -hmm. that was. Yep. So it was like kind of emo, but colorful emos. I have a very explicit yes. memory of wearing black tie that had skulls. Yeah, of course. On it. Yes. And I had the like bands. Mm -hmm. And then I would try to dye my hair. So the like scene, I don't, I don't know if we have video for everybody, but what I'm mm -hmm. trying to do is put a really extreme side part right now. Yes. And then you yes. would tease it up. So it'd be yes. up like here. That's and right. then I would try to dye my hair with like the raccoon things oh my god but i didn't oh know how to god. bleach my hair <gasps> so then i just like dye it purple and it'd be like this terrible muted color wow but it terrible at makeup it, it was bad i think that sounds great okay so did you go to warp tour ever i did not but i wanted to okay so not to make you jealous but i went two times to warp tour wow Wow, you would have been cooler than me in, in middle school or high school. Probably both. Not at all true. And there are many witnesses who can attest to the fact. But I love that you were seeny. Where did that influence come from? Well, I guess, is it Austin? Was it an Austin thing? It's really funny running into people from who you know me only from high school. I didn't have yeah. this like gap and didn't know me now because I was the truant hung out with the pot smoking kids in like oh the park after school. If I even went to school, I missed my like. I don't know, calculus final because I got really what? drunk with my boyfriend in a ditch. <gasps> I graduated bottom what? 10 of my class. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Wait, Celine, <laughs> this is so much information all at once. What happened to the calculus exam? Like, did you pass? I mean, I'm like freaking out but right now. That teacher tried to fail me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Did you say you were in a ditch? Oh yeah. Oh, like yeah, a yeah, hole yeah. in the ground. Yeah, yeah. With like, your boyfriend. Drunk was like my high school boyfriend who was older than me. Oh my who god! Who had like say shades of head? Oh my god! The sheriff wow. came to my house because I didn't go to school enough. What did they say to your parents? 
So like your kid needs to go to school. And my dad was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I think she oh. just doesn't want to. She's sick. He like actually believed me that I was sick. Yeah. <laughs> like, bless his heart. <laughs> you feel like people who knew you then and now there are people who know you now. Do you think the people that have met you as an adult would be really surprised to learn all that about you? Or does that kind of check out? I got my nose piercing. Like I have like 20 million <laughs> ear piercings. I'm wearing all black. Like, I think You've got like, cool glasses on. There's elements of it that are coming through. Yeah, but it's usually the other way around because I think they mm. all, I got into college for art school. Really? Yeah. I remember my teacher, I told him, I was like at the very end of high school. I was like, I think I want to study neuroscience. I, again, don't really know where that came from from yeah and he literally laughed in my face no. and I don't blame him but I don't blame him I was I had like a 2.5 GPA you said I want to study the science <laughs> of the brain and he was like lol you just got pulled out of a ditch after getting drunk <laughs> and missing your calculus final <laughs> it's like yeah like fair honestly did that discourage you from wanting to pursue it though no so I've always had a very aggro founder streak it turns out Fuck that. I don't know. Can I cuss on this? Yeah. Okay. Thank God. Okay. I'll do whatever like, you that want. Um, <laughs> I'll do whatever I want. Yeah. And somebody else told me, they're like, oh, neuroscience is hard. I was like, fuck yeah, it's hard. Love that. <laughs> and that thus it was born. So that didn't deter you. Almost. It sounds like maybe more emboldened to go for it. Cause people were telling you, you couldn't. Oh, totally. Totally. I've always been the, I'm going to prove you wrong breed a founder. <laughs> That's so funny. So you, you still feel that way? Less so now. I think I'm like, we have a lot to do, but I think I've proven myself enough. That I'm like, okay, you have to assume that I'm like baseline competent to go on as yeah. far as like we have, like yeah. we build real physical things. Like you can't just chut spot that. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Agreed. But I, that was a strong motivator for a while. Wow. Definitely. What are some sceny bands you would listen to? Because I feel like being seen a lot of it did mm. have to do with the bands that you were listening to. Taking back Sunday wow. was a big one. Wow. Obviously, Panic at the Disco. Obviously, of course. I would be devastated if that wasn't among the list. I actually, like, secretly, sometimes on road trips, I go yeah. and listen to that music again. That's amazing. I still like it. Yeah, of course. It's good. Do you think All American Rejects were seeny? They were, like, a little preppy, but yeah. I think they, like, bridged it. I'm yeah. a little preppy, so that makes sense. Yeah. I'm wearing a cashmere sweater right now just to set the tone of where I I'm love at. that. Yeah. I would own a cashmere sweater, but mm. I cannot bring anything to dry cleaning. Like I've just learned this about myself. Really? And so I'll just destroy it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I honestly love taking things to the dry cleaners because it makes me feel like I've got my shit together. <laughs> I took all my dry cleaning to the dry cleaners yesterday. I put it in a little canvas tote. Yeah. Check wow. this out. I put it all in a canvas tote. I walked over to the dry cleaner and I said, hi. And I gave her all my stuff and then I'll pick it up. She said, it'll be ready by Thursday. I said, thank you so much. Honestly, I pride myself on the contrast, the extreme contrast between my competency and running a company, mm -hmm. a biotech company, nonetheless, yes. and it's extreme incompetence in anything adulty. Really? My ex still yeah. gets my toll charges where they like <gasps> send me really angry letters because oh I haven't God. paid a toll. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no. do you need to pay some tolls? You should probably pay them though. Yeah, I should. But it's also kind of funny that like every like two months we have this interaction, which is me getting angry letters That's sent hysterical. to his house and then he builds up like frustration and he eventually like, sends them all to me. That's very funny. That's a great way to stay top of mind. May I say <laughs> that's kind of a hack. Frankly, if you want someone, someone to knock it over you, <laughs> I think it's actually probably accelerating his getting over. Of me oh, you he's think like, God, so? Cause he's so like, incompetent. God, I can't believe she got another one. That's awesome. <laughs> So, oops, the link crossed the Bay Bridge five times this month. <laughs> pay any time. <laughs> oh my God. What is the toll across the Bay Bridge? It's like two bucks. Like nothing. Wait, material. that's it? I thought it was like 10. Dude, I know nothing about driving. <laughs> I've never paid it. So I wouldn't, couldn't tell you. Does he pay them for you? <laughs> he has paid them before. Dude, fuck yes. This is a sincere <laughs> life hack. Like I hope everyone is taking note from this queen energy that Celine is giving us today. <laughs> Honestly, That's he got incredible. the cats in the divorce. Yes. Um, so I think it's look, totally you got to pay the toll. There's a toll comes along with keeping <laughs> the cats. Literally, sometimes literally. <laughs> Is there anything else that you feel like you're really not competent at adulting wise? Eating. 
eating like you forget i forget i also just like i eat cans of vegetables with pasta sauce a lot like i had chickpeas and canned green beans for dinner last night was raw tofu and then like tomato sauce on it that sounds like though if gwyneth paltrow had written that into a recipe in goop we would all be fine with it (laughs) maybe i should license it out and then i could (laughs) i'm sure that would be considered some like new diet like some kind of a cleanse you know what I mean like the way you described it did make it sound chaotic if that was the recipe we would have all been like yeah that's like a new kind of salad it's like high fiber yeah so I eat a lot of that I eat a lot of coffee Uh, like oatly is accounts for a lot of my caloric intake oatly has a lot of calories in it it has a lot of calories it's so good it's delicious oh yeah I support you in that 100% do you forget to eat that happens to me I never did. So I've actually lost probably 10 or 15 pounds since I started Loyal, wow. uh, which was a good thing. That was like a little bit on the chubbier side. <laughs> your German is coming out right now. Not the accent, but just to <laughs> talk about yourself in that way to me is like a very German quality. Am I right or no? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Deutsch. Yeah. I, I just, I'm not good at it. And then mm-hmm. I, they're all like, oscillate the other way and go get like a $17 Suvla salad. Oh, hell yeah. I love Suvla. Yeah. What's your Suvla order? Which salad do you get? It's the sweet potato salad with everything on it. So good. So good. I never knew how good a white sweet potato could be until I threw it on a salad. I know. Wow. It's amazing. And sometimes when I'm feeling spicy, I'll get their Greek yogurt ice cream. Ooh, which topping do you like? I actually like it plain. <gasps> wow. Oh my God. Plot twist. Okay. So my favorite is I like the honey or I like the baklava. I want to try the baklava. It's so good. Oh my God, Celine, you have to. It's really delicious. But then I'll ruin myself. I mean, you know what? Life is short and you've got somebody else paying your tolls. I say live a little. Honestly, you <laughs> deserve it. <laughs> True. I'll go drive an extra time across the toll. That'll That's like, right. me yes. money for my ice cream. <laughs> so Celine, what's the tiniest hill that you're willing to die on? Like wow. something small, kind of inconsequential that you would just really go to bat for. Oh, I love that. Maybe I'll specify it down. What, what hills do I die on with dudes? That's always sure. entertaining. Yeah, for sure. I'll tell you an embarrassing one of mine that you just made me think of, which is not a hill I continue to die on, but related to dating, I used to not, this sounds horrible. Should I even say this? I did. Have I said this before? I don't even I think know. Whatever. I used to not date people who wore polo shirts, like any kind of polo. I hate, hated polo shirts. And I think it's because I went to prep school. And so I was just surrounded by just a sea of polos all the time. I also think that today we have fashionable polos. Today we have a soft collared shirt, which is not the same as a polo, but truly like the Lacoste, the Ralph Lauren, it bothered me enough to not date people that did that, but that's not true anymore. I've since softened my ways, but that was an embarrassingly small hill that I died on. So funny. I would basically never date or even like traditionally like talk to the very Mm. like what I would call like the San Francisco privileged phenotype which I'm not going to describe phenotype (laughs) you're like I'm not going to describe too much because they have all invested they are all (laughs) investors in my company like talking to one right now who I actually really really like (laughs) the person oh really oh wow he made it through he made it through but like only because I didn't know oh am I going to call him out I'm going to call him out I'm so sorry Stanford Palantir SaaS founder. You know what's hysterical, by the way, Celine, is that you didn't narrow it down at all. Like this guy has not been called out even a little bit. You just, that is a pool of like 600 dudes. He's one of 600 dudes with that lineup. So not worried about his identity at all. But that would have been immediately just like, yeah. Oh, that would have been a red flag to you. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I am, like, the stereotype of not stereotypically Silicon Valley, if that makes sense. Like, I'm okay. first gen and went to a good school that I dropped out of all these things. But I had zero context for SF before I moved here. My whole, like, oh, okay. process of getting to know SF was, like, comically terrible. Okay. And so I kind of pride myself in that. Yeah. You mean these people who are, like, indoctrinated yeah. to be funded by Sequoia by the time they turn 25? <laughs> It was something that if you had known about it in advance, you would have been like, "Mm -mm, not for me. He overcame it. Yeah. But I think if I'd been introduced, I'd been like, no, thank you. (laughs) 
I'm very impressed by him. It can be hard to break out of that and set yourself the, apart. The box. Yeah. <laughs> now that I know that you used to be a scene kid, I feel like not wanting to be in the box is maybe something that was or is important to you. I think so. He has an earring. So he, he you know, he's edging oh, out of the box. There we go. Okay. Sometimes <laughs> that's all you need. Does he have tattoos? Yes. <laughs> See? Okay. All right. He's cool. He's got an edge. We like him. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Keep me posted on that. Now I'm like very invested. <laughs> Consider me an LP in that situation. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Oh, oh, carry free, baby. Carry free. Yes. <laughs> We love to see it. Thank you. That's how you know. Okay. So how about this? What is something that's non-work related that you're really proud of? At the risk of getting like too serious. Hmm. I think I'm really proud of breaking into this ecosystem. But on the tech way, like in the Hmm. transparently, like I grew up, like I make way more money now as a founder than my parents ever did. Yes. Right. Yes. And who knows how loyal will go, who knows what will happen, but yes. I'll always be like financially stable unless I like, right. I don't know, become a like, you know, fake the dog drug or something. <laughs> and even then I'll probably still be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unless this interview later gets used in the documentary made about like your Theranos style meltdown, right. which honestly though, that'd be great for my career probably, but not so great for yours. <laughs> I'd probably still get hired at like some tier one. A hundred percent you would. Yeah. One, I have no, I'm literally not at all worried about you. Now we're talking about me. Now we're working on my career. Now we're like, let's get a little loyal scandal going. Use Hell this audio. Yeah. Anyway. So sorry. You were saying something very sweet and serious. <laughs> I always joke about like, what am I going to get canceled for? What? Yeah. Do you know? You know, I was hanging out with some founder friends whose mm. company has like IPO and they're like, Celine, like we, we can't party anymore. Like we have to be uh, responsible founders out. I'm like, oh, that's awkward. I literally just hosted a giant party at yeah. my office. So yeah. inevitably it's going to be when I don't recognize when that transition has occurred. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. It can be lonely at the top. Yeah. But you can party with your founder friends or we can yes. hang out. Perfect. Perfect. One, one founder friend per floor. Hi, Wolfie. Wolfie's coming over to say hello. Oh my God. I love this Husky. Wow. (laughs) For our listeners, this is a really beautiful dog. She's very cute. Oh, she, oh my God. I've been saying he, everyone thinks he it's okay. Wolfie, you're very feminine in a non-traditional way. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I love her non-traditional feminine beauty. Okay. So breaking into the ecosystem is something you're really proud of, which makes a lot of sense, especially like you said, as you compare it to looking at where your parents were at that time in their lives and where you are now, you feel like there's a big difference. Yeah. I mean, my mom was a teacher and my dad like goes carpentry stuff. It was always like this stress of money growing Mm. up perpetually. Mm -hmm. Like I had terrible medical debt that I got to pay off after my first SF job. And uh, I still don't have a great credit score because of that, which is (laughs) very annoying. What? Yeah. Because I had this huge medical bill because I had like, I went to the ER when I was 18. So it's like right when like you don't have money, but you are like personally liable. Oh no. And it languished for years until I could pay for it. And then student loans and all that stuff. But so yeah, I think that transition is something I'm super proud of. You should also be. because I'm the only child. Like I'll be able to take care of my parents. They don't have yes. massive retirement savings. Yeah. So that's really incredible. I'm I'm really really impressed by that, and I'm glad that you're proud of it because it's those are huge accomplishments. Yeah, definitely. But it's it's really scary to see how like easily could have knocked on that way too. It's like a series of fortunate mm-hmm. events, basically. I understand that. I relate to that. We talked a little bit about music earlier. Is there a song that whenever you hear it totally takes you back in time? Uh, Cigarette Daydreams. By whom? Cage the Elephant. Cage the Elephant. Okay. I could play it for you. (laughs) Yeah. Play me a little clip. I don't think anybody cares when I play little clips on the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This one. Oh, that's yeah. Da na na. Da na 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 na. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So where does that take you back in time? It kind of reminds me of, I think, probably the most fun year of my life. Well, that's that's a huge statement. Yeah, I was like, oh, boy. One of the fun years of my life was actually like seventh or eighth grade. Hmm. I didn't find myself, right? But I like hmm. found a group. I think you can okay. probably uh, relate to this where like sure. probably... Like, at least I didn't have like a like super strong friend group as a kid. And then like mm. the whole like accent, weird foreign parents thing, like, yeah, yeah. no, didn't watch football, which Portland, Texas. Oh, right. Texas. Yeah. didn't really help. And then that was like, I think just like one of the songs of that year. Hmm. 
Wow. So you relate it or it reminds you of the year when you started to kind of find a community. Yeah. And I think it's just also very carefree still like the song has a very carefree air to it. That's really lovely. So what year was that in your life? Was that high school? That would have been seventh grade, 2007, 2008, 2009, something like that. That's sweet. Yeah. I think that those songs from that time in your life, like seventh grade or whatever, there's so many that come to mind for me where it's like, I remember what we were wearing. I remember the friends I would listen to it with. I remember the car rides, all that stuff comes flooding back. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was was cute growing up in, growing up in Austin. Well, at first you said that that was the best year of your life. Then you retracted that statement. But I have a two part question for you, Mm -hmm. which is if we were going to make a movie about your life, who would play you in it? And should it be a biopic start to current or should it focus in on a particular chapter of your life? Interesting. So I'm actually exceedingly face blind. It's actually very awkward. Really? Yeah. So I want to introduce myself to some, the same person um, within 10 minutes because he took off his jacket. <gasps> really? <laughs> I didn't recognize it. So if I see you in the street and I don't say hi. It's because I'm not sure if I know you or not. Yeah. It's not personal. Is that what these men were complaining about when they're like, Celine, you're really unapproachable. I literally <laughs> tried to approach you and you didn't know who I was. <laughs> and after we spent this night together, yeah, exactly. I never yeah. nothing to you. <laughs> you're like, I don't, I sincerely don't even know who you are. Like which man from Palantir are you? <laughs> My thesis is because mm. I didn't get glosses until I was like, I don't know, 17. But I had actually pretty bad vision. I just didn't know that I had bad Mm. vision and my parents didn't catch it. And so I never Mm -hmm. could see people's faces. So I recognized people off of their walks and their clothing and their hair. And I think I just like burnt that like part of your brain. Sure. That's supposed to recognize faces. Anyhow, that's all very verbose to say. I even took a test online where you like are supposed to like connect the names of celebrities to faces and I couldn't do it. So I'm uniquely unable to answer this question. But if you have any suggestions, I would love to hear it. (laughs) <laughs> and I'll Google them quickly. Okay. First one that's coming to mind is maybe Olivia Munn. Okay. She's hot. Do you know her? Oh yeah. She's gorgeous. I think Olivia Munn could do a good job. Olivia Wilde actually could also maybe do a good job. She's also very, very beautiful. Those are the two that are kind of coming to mind. I definitely have both of those indexed to the same face in my brain, but they both sound really pretty. <laughs> They both, you're like, so that sounds great. (laughs) That's always what I think when someone's like, you look like this person. And the first thought is always like, do I think they're attractive or not? You know, (laughs) I think the one that could also work actually would be like Lady Gaga. Have you seen the previews from Gucci? (gasps) Oh my God. Yes. Because she also has like a slightly like different angular face Mm -hmm. like I do. Stephanie Germanata, Mm -hmm. an Italian. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I, but you don't sing. No. It would be very interesting to cast her and have her not sing at all in the film. We could take some artistic liberties. <laughs> I love that. Well, maybe we take the artistic liberty that it's not that you wanted to study neuroscience. It's that you wanted to join choir and your teacher was like, you can't. And you were like, one day. And then it's Lady Gaga. And by the end of the film, she's like belting out the shallows or whatever. Well, I used to hang out with all the musical theater kids in high school because I was kind of like the little scene crowd, but I was always like a little rejected because I wasn't any good, right? Because the social hierarchy there is like, how good of a role do you get? That's actually very true. As a former slash, I guess, current theater kid, like it never leaves you, like a recovering theater kid. I like to think that I have some theater kid energy, but not like so much that it's still a deterrent. I will say this, two things. You're like, yes, 100% agree. The first thing I'll say is that I think you're right that hierarchy in theater kid circles does have a lot to do with how talented you are. But then two, I'm going to just blow everybody's mind here. Here's a secret about theater kids. I think that we secretly also like people who don't sing or don't do artistic things because then we get to share the stuff that we love with them because so much of performing at least for me it's like I love this thing so much I want to show you I want to tell you about it I want you to experience it too and so sometimes it's really nice to have friends who prefer to be more in the audience because then you get the opportunity to share this incredible thing with them that's very wholesome of you that might be why you made it and the other (laughs) theater kids didn't (laughs) Thank you, Celine. I appreciate that is genuinely how I feel. (laughs) That's great. Okay. So we've got maybe Olivia Munn, maybe Olivia Wilde, maybe Lady Gaga. And then do we think that this should be a biopic or are we going to focus it on a particular chapter? I feel like we'd have like some flashbacks to childhood to understand the roots Hmm. of the things that I cared about. Right. 
But I think the more interesting one, like there's like the two struggle points, right? So it's when I got into college for art and then I was like, wait, I want to study neuroscience and that yep. whole arc of, I have two rules that I, I inspired at UT Austin. And one of them is that you can't get into the art school and then switch out because <gasps> what I did is I got a full scholarship for art that immediately switched to neuroscience and my, oh my scholarship God. transferred over, even though I was exceedingly unqualified oh in the neuroscience God. department. <laughs> that's amazing that <laughs> that's so badass <laughs> sorry UT Austin sorry UT Austin and what's the second role that you inspired so I basically finagled away where almost all of my course credits for my neuro degree were actually just me being in the lab so I was almost never in class really I just spent basically three or four years in the lab and then got them all at the count as like my upper because I basically miscoded the mm, courses so they double counted wow yeah well it sounds like you got a ton of hands-on experience then oh i think it's a way better like, way that to seems do it. better i agree i think it should be intentional personally but if okay. they made every kid do that there wouldn't be enough labs da, right. da, 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 da. well i'll bring it up with the ut austin folks next time yeah. we sit down to discuss yeah. we just make like all these ridiculous things in the lab really what's the most ridiculous thing you made in the lab i think the two coolest things is i made these like paramagnetic uh nanoparticles and nanoparticles are, like these very very small basically spheres sure and i made these like magnetic ones and it was just so ratchet because like I made it like on the open bench with like all these random chemicals following this random old paper, what? like definitely like inhaled some bad things. Yeah. I was going to say like, that sounds really unsafe. But it was really like wild west. We had like one hood, which is where they like filter out the air, but it had like yeah. chemicals all on the back of Ew, it. So I wouldn't oh even God, use oh it because I was scared oh of it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Trial by fire. Trial by chemical right. fire. Honestly. Right. Maybe. And I also made these like random, like ones that glowed different oh, that's awesome. uh, fluorescent wavelengths and also that's similarly so cool. made it on the bench. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Celine, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Sounds good. This episode of Non-Technical is still brought to you by Bets Recruiting. Whether you're looking to hire the best go-to-market talent or looking for your next opportunity, Bets can help. Okay, friends, I'm bringing you what I think may be the one and only time I allow myself to use a phrase like this on the podcast. Here we go. Let's talk about the future of work. I'm not telling you anything you don't know when I say the future of work is kind of happening right now. Companies all over are figuring out whether they want folks in the office or out of the office or kind of in the office or pods or whatever. You may be having those conversations at your company and you may or may not like what's being decided. Either way, the good news is you can join the Bets Recruiting Network to find a company that's totally aligned with what you're looking for from your work setup. Whether that's being in office best buds with your deskmate or literally never finding out how tall your coworker is. Learn more about finding your next role or hiring top talent at betsrecruiting.com slash non-technical. And we're back with Celine Hollywa, the founder and CEO of Loyal. Celine, we've arrived at a very exciting moment in this episode of non-technical. Are you ready? I'm so ready. We've arrived at the lightning round. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> you say, oh no, but you told me at the beginning that you used to talk very fast. You were. Oh, this is just you... about me talking fast. I can like nail it up. I'm like, I have slow written down. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to remind yourself to speak slowly? Oh, yeah, yeah. We had a thing where I had to give like a initial talk mm -hmm. yesterday. And my only note was literally like in giant letters. Yeah. Slow. And in the person next to me, my exec next to me being like, Wow. Well, I think in public speaking, it's very common to speak a lot faster than you mean to. And I've found at least with anything performance related, you have to intentionally slow down or you will end up talking too fast. At least I, I do. So I intentionally slow down. The rule of thumb that I've been taught is it should sound a little slow to you. And then it will sound yeah. normal to everyone else. Have you heard that? I have heard that. And you know, maybe one day I'll index to it. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Not or maybe today. not. And I, I'll support you either way, like we talked about. They don't need a like, 2X this podcast. There you go. Somebody did comment to me once that they listened to it on 1.5X. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that blew my mind. I was like, I can't imagine what I sound like at 1.5X. That must be a very overwhelming experience. My thesis is that you can't actually 
hear anything at that yeah. like, like imbue it right it's just like oh yeah check like listen to the I podcast know. it also was funny to me because I deeply appreciate someone was trying to squeeze my podcast into their schedule but I'm like were they looking for insights like what does it sound like when I laugh at 1.5x you know it probably is like ha, ha, ha. <laughs> right <laughs> like what's the what's the point again really appreciate someone squeezing me in but I'm like okay whatever works for you I just think that it probably sound insane sometimes you gotta enjoy life yes yeah, Celine you and I two people famously known for just sitting back and enjoying oh, yeah. life. <laughs> hey man, I drank an entire bottle of wine on Tuesday. <laughs> I'm honestly proud of you. I had three glasses of red wine at dinner last Tuesday and I was like, wow. We were on the same wow. wavelength. Yes, I wish <laughs> if only we had talked that day because my God, <laughs> I didn't mean to. It was so delicious. Anyway. Okay. So the point of the lightning round is not that you have to talk quickly. I just have quick questions for you, but answer them at whatever speed you like. So my first question is this coffee or tea coffee yeah all day how do you take it I have it with my little Nespresso. This is a habit I built during the pandemic. <gasps> you use an espresso? Yeah. Or like those blue bottle canned cold yeah. brews that are like yeah. $5 billion. Yes. Per can. Yeah. And I put it in a stemless wine glass. Oh, okay. So you're living like a queen every day. Oh yeah. That's oh, beautiful. Yeah. That's iconic. Do you have a favorite board game? No. Do you like any board games? I don't think I've touched a board game and I don't dislike them. Sure. I I feel like playing board games is a stage of life that you have twice in your life. You have it as a kid and you have it as a certain age of adult. And I haven't hit that yet. I think I need to hit 30 first. You think so? You think at 30, Settlers of Catan is coming out? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do friends that play board games? I have board game friends. I have friends who enjoy board games a lot. That also feels like a 30 plus thing. Okay. I'm not quite there yet. I like board games. I think the normal amount. I like games a lot though. Do you have other games that you like that are not board games like puzzles? No, I'm super addictive personality is the thing. Mm. And so if I, I don't even have like games on my phone, anything. I'll just like the entire time. I can't re-download games that I love because I'll play them. I'm currently obsessed with relearning how to solve a Rubik's cube. And that's mm. even problematic because I'll sit down and be like, I'll do it for 10 minutes. It's never 10 minutes. And it's probably a better habit than other things you could do. I've watched the Dune trailer like 30 times <laughs> in the last week. <laughs> Are you excited for that movie? I saw it on Saturday. I'm going to see it oh. again on Wednesday. Okay, awesome. So not oh, so yeah. much with board games. That's a sci-fi movie, kind of? Dune? Yeah. Have you? Oh yeah. my God, you would love it. Come on. Really? I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, wasn't I planning either. to see it. You should, should go see I? It. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet is in it. Yes. And Zendaya. Yes. Those are both beautiful people. I remember their faces. They're so beautiful. Wow. Okay. That's how you know. Oscar also, Isaac. Is that his name? I don't know which one that is. Is that the dad? He has like a beard. He's hot. Kind of like Middle Eastern. Yeah. Well, Dune was the first movie where I felt like, oh, the lead characters are younger than me. Which is a little distressing. Oh, dear, sweet Celine. Well, I wish I could tell you that it gets better, but I have really bad news. <laughs> like, oh, he's like 22. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sorry that, that that was your first experience with that. I tried to write a joke once about that, actually, about how good it feels when the main characters in a movie are older than you. Yeah. It feels yeah. really good. Like, too oh, good. My Back to the, the Stanford Padre dude. He's also younger than me. I have to remind myself not to yeah. roast him about that constantly. How much younger? About two years. Oh, that's not so But bad. that's a lot in dude years. It's a lot. I agree with you on that point. I've done that before, so I understand. <laughs> have you ever read a book twice? Yes. I presume you're going to ask me which, which yes. I have to think a little bit more. Well, I- <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I remember reading a book twice, but the book I, I could not possibly say well I can't I can't say a startup book because that'd be you know the opposite of what we're trying to go for here if that's a book you've read twice I completely allow it I mean I have but I think I'm gonna go and say Bill Bryson a walk in the woods oh what's that about is it about a walk in the woods actually so he's kind of like a comedian author he's great and he just writes about like his comedic insights on his life. So mm. he's like in his forties, he's kind of overweight, he's suburbia. He decides to do something crazy. He decides to go walk the Appalachian trail with his like Whoa. equally 40 something year old friend. And it's just a story Whoa. of like learning the culture of like these people who walk these trails. So it's like a whole, yes. like, get a trail name and all of these things. And he's also written about like being an American moving to England and then being an American who lived in England, moving back to America. Like, wow. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So I've read his books a lot. I really like them. That sounds really compelling to me. Okay. Very cool. Do you have a pump up song? Pump up song. Yes. 
it's usually something Ariana Grande. I, yes, I dream to emulate Ariana Grande. She is strong energy. What is the song that comes to mind that you put on? If you're like, okay, I need to get really excited right now. I like positions a lot. We also have some metaphors to my life. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. Next has been a big one for me at different points in my life. Probably obvious at which points those were. Um, <laughs> she has a lot of great jams. Seven rings or whatever. Seven it's rings. Oh God. I yeah. listened to that this morning. <laughs> yeah. It's a good one. Like, and a good I, one. when I had my extensions that I was telling you about earlier, I was oh. like, yeah, yeah, I did buy this my hair. hair. I bought it. Yeah, exactly. $1,000. I love it. So, it's oh my God, that's stupid. so much money for hair. I was so stupid. I just had all these like chaos because in the pandemic, I was like living in this house yes. in the middle of like LA suburbs alone. This is like oh, a whole no. other thing. Yeah. And I did two chaotic things. One, I bought these like jilly dollar extensions because I was yeah. bored out of my mind. And I cut an undercut in my hair. <gasps> Wow. So I have those like, I don't know if you can see that. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> listeners, strong undercut still remains in the back. <laughs> that's epic. Oh, that's amazing. Celine, my final question for you is what would you title your memoir? Somebody made a joke about this to me yesterday and I hmm. can't remember what it was. It was something about like two Queens or whatever in reference to me and Wolfie. Oh, that's cute. Fortunate happenings. Which is, I don't know. What, what was the phrase you said earlier was like the, the transition of our, like a series of fortunate events. Oh, a series of fortunate events. I love that. That's maybe something great. like that. Cause I yeah. think I've definitely had looking back on it. It's like, wow, that was really strategic. And I did not realize it at the time. I totally feel you. Celine, it has been such a pleasure having you. Thank you so much for coming on non-technical. Can I say this has been the most fun podcast that I've done? I, I don't think I'm allowed to yes, say that. You are. <laughs> I support. I support it. Yes, please. Where can people find more about you online? There's my website, CelineHH.com. I write about mm-hmm. bio things. I'm trying to get back my OG like Twitter things. So I got a lot mm-hmm. of followers initially because I tweet about daily, dating in Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. And then a VC told me I should stop doing that. And I stopped doing it. And now I'm like, wait, why the fuck did I listen to them? So I'm bringing it back. Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> wow, scoop. Yeah, and now I'm going to get inevitably roasted by my team. So that'll, that'll be great. That will be great. <laughs> that's fantastic. And you can find me at Gay Alexis Gay on Twitter and Instagram or at non-technicalpod on Twitter. One more time, Celine. This has been so fun. Thank you so, so much. I hope you have a great day. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. 